I'm a card-carrying misfit, and I'm here for the other misfits in the room, because I'm never the only one. Yo! Hey, what up, y'all? Episode 11, we in this? Okay. Um, welcome to another episode of Bad Chick Misfit, the podcast. I am Shatara Chardet. I am Jill Laville. And we in this bitch. Okay. Um, let me give y'all a quick overview. For some reason, y'all like for me to give you an overview of the show. That doesn't mean you shouldn't listen to the motherfucking end, but <laughs> you like an overview of the show. Um, we're going to get into our icebreaker, which is going to cover vintage penis smashing pass. Yeah. After that, we're going to go over our myth, introduce our bad chick of the week. Of course, Jill is going to um, give y'all the shit. <laughs> Show us another side of her, which is, I was trying to make it sound good. Um, give us her with Give the y'all the runs. <laughs> um, <I> t- <laughs> give y'all the die to the real. Right. Um, we go hit our topic, which is the pressure and the woes of being 30. After that, I'm going to hit you with that class in session. Of course, you can um, ask us your question of the week. This one is pretty good, kind of spicy. And then finally, we're going to end the show and tell you to follow all of our shit. So, what's good, friend? Nothing. I just wanted to thank everybody for all their questions. They made episode 10 amazing. We, I really felt the support. Like, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I agree, because I didn't think we were like, okay, so let me tell y'all something. We put it out there, right? And I guess it'd be the time that we post it. So we put out there like 10 o'clock in the morning and I got like two. And then Jill was like, well, let me post it on my side. Cause we weren't getting anything. So I was like, damn, maybe they really don't fuck with us. <laughs> so then we posted it again around four on both of our pages. First off, I feel like my people are really creepy because people was writing on Jill status. People were like inboxing me. So it was like <laughs> kind of freaky shit job, yo. You know? Right. <laughs> but... A, we appreciate la- the love and support. A lady bro. in the Facebook streets <laughs> and a freak in the sheets and in the inbox sheets. <laughs> exactly. Looking at. A freak in the messenger. So, right. but uh, yeah, those questions as well. And we hoped you enjoy episode 10. So episode 11, we still going. We still got the power. I think we're getting better and better with each episode. So yeah, man. let's get started. Of course, this is one of my favorite games, a little smash and pass. <laughs> Um, no judgment, Crystal or Bree, because you motherfuckers do judge me and message me like, you a smash him? Fucking petty. <laughs> um, since this is about the 30-year-old view, uh, 30-year-old blues, we're going to get into vintage penis smash and pass. Yay! Yay! Okay, let me quit something. I, I do enjoy the games because I feel like, you know, it's kind of bringing out another side of both of us. Like, because I, I honestly don't think about smashing any of the people that you ask. So, yeah, no. thanks. It thanks for getting to, my brain working. It took to episode 11 for your ass to admit that you like the games. <laughs> That's today. Next week, I might not. So. <laughs> anyway, see, y'all see what I got to deal with? Do you see what I got to deal with? <laughs> this is life with a fucking Taurus. This is what I have to deal <laughs> Ooh, with. Watch how you do me. Anyway. Smash a pass. Samuel L. Jackson. He's married, but I definitely would smash. Would you? Mm-hmm. He seems like... So his 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 wig game on these movies be horrible. Okay? <laughs> but he just has a... It's something about him. You know? 
I it's don't know. Uh-uh. It's a no for me. It's a pass. All I'm thinking about him is in the Avengers with that fucking eye patch. It's a no. I don't. It's oh, nothing Lord. he's ever did that I was like, I would definitely tap Samuel Jackson. No, it's a no. I patch one eyed Willie. I want, I'm trying to see both of them. So <laughs> I hate your life. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Denzel Washington. Pass, because I'm trying to smash that sun, dog. Hey, 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 let me tell you something. That sun? Yeah, yeah, you right. Bruh. You right. Yeah, yeah, Bruh. yeah, you right. I was going to pass anyway on Denzel because I feel like with us um, sharing the same last name, I should have told you niggas my last name, but um, us sharing the same last name, he's like my uncle. So I just can't. Yeah. But he was fine as a motherfucker in them old movies. Let's not get that twisted. But no, no, no. I wouldn't do my uncle, so it's it's a no. But um, that's fucked up because I was saying all that about his son, and technically that would be my cousin. But uh, let's just know that it that might be son. down the line. <laughs> let's just note that his son is fine. We'll just say that. We'll say that. Smasher pass. Morgan Freeman. Uh, that's a hard pass. He, if Samuel, I mean, if uh, Denzel, like, yo, uncle, Morgan's definitely my granddad. Like, my last name isn't Freeman, but I just feel like, yeah, no, he's old. Like, you know what? It ain't even our past because of that. It's just like in movies, he has played like God and shit. And I yeah. just feel like that's a little too, like, ha ha, he, he, hell, but no, bro. I, that's just a little too weird. Loki, he's just as old as Jesus, I believe. So you might be right. All right. Okay. All right. Next one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I said you was right in everything. Like, Next. Smash or pass Deion Sanders. Here you go. Oh. <laughs> Smashing to smithereens, nigga. Really? To smith- oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I you know how I don't really like cocky, and I just feel like I'm oh, proud man. of what he achieved. But it's just, I think he's a great football player. But no, he's a no. He's a no. For oh, me. Man. Like, must be the money. I love the answer. Okay, all right. So you really do like you. <laughs> like, yeah, you ready like, to be in a video and shit? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Next up, <laughs> smash the pass. The Will Smith. It was a point in time where I thought he was fine, but I not. I'm not pissed smashed. that you even have to think about this, bro. Like, hold on, how could you even think about that smash match? Will Smith is still fine. Like, all due respect yeah. to you know Jada Pinkett Smith and Red Table Talk. All due I, respect, but because she looked like she fight over that nigga, and I would too. But definitely smashing the Will Smith. What are you talking about? You remember Bad Boys when he was running down the street with no shirt on and shit? What are you talking? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm getting me a turn. I just lo- I I love him so like I love him so much like I I look at him like a big brother right like right. that's how I look at him yeah you still looking at the Fresh Prince of Bel Air I'm still looking at that. yeah <laughs> so you keep that you know in mind if you want to um next I kind of feel like he on a young end of like vintage penis but smash mm-hmm. a pass Q tip oh yeah definitely smashing no thought no thought to it. <laughs> No thought. I'm too. Me too. Cause you know them earthy niggas, like them earthy niggas, they be like real into your body and shit. You know what I'm saying? 
Find a G spot in your ear and shit. He blowing up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Backpacker. I can't believe you just called him an earthy nigga. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 and it's March. So guess what we can say again? Oh, well, I've been say I didn't do very well in February. Oh, yeah. I thought I did very well, but <laughs> I did not do very well. Um, In February. I mean, in February. So, yeah, we could definitely say nigga. We've been saying it, so. Right. But no tallies. Luckily, with no tallies from you. Um, right. Uh, what about you? I'm definitely smashing Q-tip. He don't have to be an earthy nigga, but uh, it's just something about breathing <laughs> and stopping that really made mm-hmm. me want to do it. That's what he's going to have you doing. <laughs> I'm over here. I'm such a pirate. Completely. Well, let me stop. Completely. <laughs> um, next, Don Cheadle. He looks fine in some movies, yeah. so I would, yeah, he could get it. He's a no for me. He don't. I think he look more ugly than he do fine in movies. His wig ain't be trash too. Does he have a wig? What does he have a wig on? He had a wig on in the radio movie. The radio with Cuba Gooding Jr. He was in that. No, not not radio like radio. Oh, he played the radio like, uh, broadcast. Oh, <laughs> yeah, wait, yeah. He was, <laughs> I was like, yeah. he was the radio with me. <laughs> He wasn't that. You're right, you're right, you're right. I forgot, I forgot, I forgot. Yeah, see, he always looked weird to me. He always don't fuck shit to me. So, um, I say next up, he's a great actor. Um, very classic black actor, Forrest Whitaker. You know how when you introduce somebody that's not attractive <laughs> and you'd be like, he has a great personality. He's like such a nice guy. And then you say Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, that's what you just did. So, this is definitely a pass. <laughs> How your friends be trying to, like, hook you up and shit and be like, but he real yeah. nice, he real nice, he real smart, bitch. Yeah. What does he look like? What? And he show up and got that <laughs> eye going and it's, the nigga, no, it ain't even passed. No. <laughs> no, and, and don't ask me. You better not fucking ask right. at all. So, yeah, okay. Next up, smash a pass, Wesley Snipes. Oh, nigga. I already told you Nino Brown <laughs> was it for me. Smashing. See? I'll pay all his back. I'll pay all his back taxes. taxes. <laughs> nigga. Um, nah. I just keep thinking about Blade, bro. Nah. I'm going to fuck out here slicing people with that damn sword. But nah, I, I feel like he'll slice me. Nah, fuck Blade. Nah, nope. And then he got like that martial law shit. He been a drop kick me in my motherfucking head or put you in some type of jujitsu move and think he fucking you good. And next thing you know, he cut off your circulation and you didn't die. Nah, I'm good. It ain't. So did you see him in Waiting to Exhale? What's his name? Oh, he was in Waiting to Exhale. I was like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. He was, but he was also married to a white woman. In that movie, so. hmm. And she was going to die. So it so didn't matter. Hmm. Hmm. Nope. Next, James Earl Jones. No way. Yeah, I feel like it's so disrespectful. It's very disrespectful. Yeah. And then he kind of oh put that thing on him, and then he didn't died, and then you didn't you didn't kill a, a black legend. They would have to lock exactly. you up for that shit. That's right. Lock on color purple. How he died on top of me. <laughs> See, no, I'm good. No. Last yeah. but not least, a vintage Smash and Pass edition. Lawrence Fishburns. Burns. It's a... Burns. 
he um it's a no i'm passing but he did look nice when he was furious in uh boys in the hood but all i keep seeing is ike turner (laughs) i was like boys in the hood Lawrence fishburne yes ike turner no that motherfucker had a hell of a right hook no man (laughs) it's a no for me i don't give a fuck if it was acting no but and not making light of domestic violence at all but i don't think we're making light of it like i just we basically we're against it completely (laughs) we don't we scared of these people because they was out here acting as and beat asses no mm -mm. you just played it a little too good mm -hmm. for me and i don't want to take my chances but um uh, you know boys in the hood version absolutely absolutely i would i would definitely want to know what it was and he was all dominant and shit. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> earthy ass nigga, if you will. Quit calling these people earthy ass niggas. Quit saying that. <laughs> so, next up, um, let's get to the myth about bad chicks. Oh, I got this messed up. Okay, a myth about bad chicks. The myth is something is wrong with you. If you are a 30-year-old bad chick and you do not have any children, what do you think? I think you're doing it right. <laughs> Love you the right Shit. way. Yeah. Oh, man. Johnny Gill, that's definitely a smash. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, like I, I feel like it's a myth because mo- I feel like most women that are over 30 that don't have kids they're they were doing something else to where they couldn't have them like and it's and sometimes you got to be careful because sometimes people have health issues mm-hmm. you know especially the bad chicks that are married in their 20s and were trying and you know it wasn't working sometimes when you have infertility issues you got to take that break but that's that's for them you know and i just know people personally that have went through that so that's why they have reached their 30s and didn't have kids you know I- but I do have, oh, no, no, no. oh go ahead, I'm sorry. But no, because, and then I know, on the other hand, people who were not married and was just living their life, finishing school, getting multiple degrees, and it's like, they took the took birth control or they took, you know, precautionary options to make sure that they did not mess up what they had going on. They wanted to focus on their career so they could be financially stable. And then some people <laughs> was just dodging bullets, you know, so it is what so it I is. So I say the myth, something is wrong with you if you don't have kids by your 30. I'm over 30. I'm not going to justify what I was doing not to have any kids. What I'm saying is it's all about lifelines and not timelines. And I think what we need to do mm-hmm. is take away the timeline of you should be doing this by this age. You should be doing this by this age and you should be doing that because that leads to a lot of regret for people are people getting that anxiety and having that feeling that they not enough or that they not doing enough, which I feel like fucks with a lot of mm-hmm. ladies who are at that 28 to 34 range or age market right now, because the world will try to make it seem like you're not doing what you're supposed to do. And then whether you was getting a degree or not, whether you was chilling, where you was fucking around, whether you was living at your parent house. And like you said, whether you had a nigga who's a pullout King, whatever the case may be, it's your lifeline. Mm-hmm. Who gives a fuck? You don't have to explain to these people why you don't have no motherfucking kids because you didn't want none. I don't have any because I feel like I'm or ma- kids or married. You say kids or married. You know, like right, kids or marriage. Like 
that's that's the main thing that like I trip off of. Like a lot of people, because the thing that bothers me about the whole kid, like the kids thing, when people say like something's wrong with you, it be women that are married and don't have kids over 30. Like you just never know like what, like you said, it's about a lifeline. It's not about a timeline. It's like some people want to enjoy their life. Like I, um, I was telling for, for the listeners, I was telling Shatara about this guy at work and he's a young white guy. And he was like, I just find it so weird that you had, you know, he was talking about like my age. I'll be 34 on my birthday. Hey, don't look up. like it. Eh. But that's what I thought he was going with it. So I'm like over here like, oh, yeah. He's like, I always forget that you're uh, going to be, he's like, you're 33. So he's like, like, uh-huh, yeah. black don't crack. And he's like, yeah, you know, and before I said it, he was like, I mean, cause you don't look like it. And I'm like, and that's the only reason. Like, what do you mean? But he was like, oh, well, um, because everybody here like is young and have kids and stuff. And he's like, I just, it's just kind of not normal. Like that you waited. And I'm like, Ha ha. Thank you, sir. Thank you for recognizing it. You know, because everybody else like you an old mom, old mom, nigga, me and this boy still, I still feel like a teen parent. You know what I'm saying? Because like, being a parent, you have no idea what I still the fuck don't know what you're that. doing. You just got to figure it out as you go. Exactly. Me and RJB winging it. When I tell y'all like, I'm so glad he's a smart little baby because I be fucking up. And I tell people on Facebook all the time, like, y'all don't hear a bunch of RJ stories because y'all gonna be really questioning the fuck out of me. Because I have already called people on her a couple times. Like, I'm, I think I have to call people on you. Like, you have to stop. Like, I be talk, I talk to him. Like, I talk to y'all. And I just, because we just have to figure it out. Like, but I I say that to say, like, y'all cannot keep on chastising people for not having, like, there's nothing wrong with you if you don't have kids over 30. I feel like I probably should have waited, like, a couple more years. Like, I don't regret it, but, bruh, like, <laughs> I'm t- I'm just telling you. It's, it's, and I like how, one thing about our show, I like the dynamic of where Shatara and I are in life because we both have different perspectives, but we're, I'm, I am feel like I'm a down enough, down-to-earth enough person where, I'm not finna be like motherhood and parenthood is all glitter and gold and Shatara should want ha- should have kids. Nigga, fuck them kids. Like, <laughs> you <almost> no, <laughs> no, like, ain't nothing wrong with you, man. Like I said, I feel like you're doing it right. And if you have kids and you're over thirty, you love your kids, you ain't doing nothing wrong, but. Man, leave these people alone. Quit policing other people's because uterus. I've seen, uh, like, I've seen, I have friends who had kids early and who were married early. And I could look at them and be like, she's a wife. Like, she's a mother. And I see, like, the motherly instinct in them. And I also seen them push it. So, prime example, I had a friend, Pam. I've known Pam since we were, like, fucking nine. Really, really good friend. One of my best friends growing up. And Pam always had that motherly instinct. However, at the same time, Pam's still a motherfucking boss. You know, like, and the reason I say don't explain mm-hmm. is because even though she was pregnant, Pam still went to school, finished nursing school, and was on her shit. Like, she's married, she's good, has a family, mm-hmm. and raised them. But she's also a boss because she's on her shit, and she works enough, and she still travels to these crazy-ass places with us. And she doesn't use parenting to hold mm-hmm. her back. 
It's just based on the person and who yep. you're striving to be. My biggest thing, and Jill will tell you, I constantly tell people, I want a million dollars before I have a baby. And if I don't have a million dollars before whatever time period you feel like I should, I'm not going to have a baby. But my priority is financial security and being a boss. That's my thing. That's not for everybody. Yeah. So quit trying to project this image on all women across the board who's over the, the, the age of 30 or over that threshold. And now you want to say we need to stop what we doing in order to have kids because you don't do it to men. Straight billionaires yeah. who work all of these hours a week and straight make money, develop these companies. You don't do the same thing to them. And granted, they can't have any kids. I, I get that. But at the same time, motherfucker, leave me alone. Right, shit. but yeah, like, cause that's, and that's um, going into our with the shits. I kind of s- switched it up, <laughs> but that's that's a. I just felt like that was perfect for our with the shits, cause it's a guy named Carlos Miller, and he's a a funny comedian. You know, I've I've I, I follow him on Instagram. He came to the comedy club I work at, and I was like, oh, let me follow this guy. So he's pretty funny, but he really turned me off because. He said some shit about like he was talking to some lady and she was like she's thirty. He, she said she was thirty two, and she didn't have kids. Oh, ain't no nigga nutted yeah. in you yet. What about your subpar sperm makes you feel like I ain't shit because ain't no nigga nutted in me? First of all, let me it's tell you just, something. Hold on, I'm sorry. Come, come second, close. One second. Come close. Did you just say he had subpar sperm. Okay. Yes, I did. Come, come close. Come close, misfits. Come close. <laughs> Fuck these niggas and these kids. <laughs> And I'm going to tell you why I say that. Because <laughs> what you're not going to do, you're not going to shame me into thinking. Because, how, first of all, like, remember when we were talking? Remember when we were talking just a couple minutes ago? This good to say, about... fuck these niggas and fuck these kids. I'm still there. You have to stop saying fuck these kids. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go for You on a roll, but damn. Call, call Pam. Hold on. Call Pam right now. When she when she be on vacation, <laughs> ask her hey, what she be thinking. Re- Call Pam right now. When she booked that flight, <laughs> guess what she be thinking? She finna go out of town? Fuck them kids. Go okay? to your with the shits, nigga. <laughs> so, Miss Miss Fitch, I'm glad y'all still y'all still close? Y'all still close. Okay. Come closer. Let me tell you something. I don't give a fuck about nobody sperm enough to feel bad if it doesn't make it to an egg okay okay i don't feel bad i don't what my nigga preach and i okay so the bad thing is like most people feel like oh there's something you got to be crazy if nobody wants to nut in you remember a couple minutes ago when we were talking about things happen we were talking about Mm -hmm. the pullout method hey they have a plan b for a reason and let, That's let's, all I'm going to say. We can keep it all the <laughs> like, way 100. Jill, no. I have stopped fucking niggas because they have basically told me they're going to get me pregnant. Like, period. That, that was their intent. I've mm. had niggas tell me I was having too much fun. <laughs> I had niggas tell me I need to slow down. Mm. I be doing too much. So... I, I, it, that ain't, that's definitely not my problem. I've literally had to be like, he is a threat to my lifestyle. And the way and my well-being of my life, because this nigga's a hater and I can no longer deal with him on that level because that bitch ass nigga trying to get me pregnant. Bruh, like I announced my pregnancy. Mind you, me and my son's dad were together. We were in a relationship. We were going to be 
we were like gonna be engaged and shit. You know what I'm saying? I announced my pregnancy. Um, two people were in my inbox. Like, damn, let me know if it doesn't work out. I'll take care of your kid. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah. I, when we did break up, um, <laughs> I had a guy who was like, man, just, I already got a kid. I know how to take care of a kid. I'm good Actually, at it. Too. I'm good. I one can of do my, a good job. Yeah. One of my really close friends <laughs> was like, shit, I got, I already got two sons. I know how to take care of kids. Like, I'm like, dog, you know. Come on, come just move with me. Like I, you know, I yes. got you. No, that's be killing. It's like this. people look at it like she ain't got no baby. She not doing something right. No, many have tried and have failed and have been blocked or stopped talking to because that's not what I want. It's not what a man wants to give me. It's not what I want. I don't have to sit there and be like, yeah, let me just let this nigga give me a baby. No, scram, nigga. Right, like that, and that type of thing. Like that's why I was so. I was cussing and I was mad just now about this Carlos Miller thing because, and yes, it's not, it wasn't recent, but it's just the fact that that's still how men think. Like I see people arguing online and as soon as a single woman with no children say anything, it's like, that's why you single. That Don't nobody want you. Cause this is how you act. Da, 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 da. No, I'm single because yes, this is the way I act and nobody can take it. Nobody has the balls to be like, you know what? Let, let me try to find out why you are the way that you are. And not even saying like angry women don't have kids or anything like that. But it's just the fact that don't try to use my spiciness or my attitude as a way to diminish me or talk about me not having kids. Because I actually have, Shantara will tell you, I have a condition where it's a 50-50 chance that I could have kids. I have endometriosis. Shout out to my endos out there. <laughs> okay. But... I mean, it's a, it's a it's a lot of people okay. that have it. And don't talk I was about like, it. You, you know, is that a good so. shout? Out? I was like, please, I don't know if people feel. Yeah, it's a good shout out because, like, I I know some people. I know I know one person in particular <sighs> that has it, this and she shout listens to the to show the every endos. once in a while. Okay. To my endos, yeah. That's I don't know if that's what we call it, but that's what her and I okay. call each other. So, yeah. So it's a you know, and it's one of those things where it's a lifestyle change, like. uh I want to say Tia Maori. Yeah, she had to go vegan yeah, so she could have yeah, yeah. kids. You know, yeah. And it's like that's that's the type of stuff you have to do. And so when I found out I was diagnosed, I'm like, well, I gotta have this conversation with men because if you want children, I might have to take extra steps to make that happen. So it's one of those things where it's like infertility plays a part, especially the older you are. So she 32 with no kids. Niggas, something might be wrong while you sitting up talking. And you're a comedian. What if she launched a whole campaign against you or against, like, what if she had endometriosis? She could be saying that you're bashing women that have it. it this could have turn, turned into a whole big thing because yeah. you want to crack a joke a bad, uh, in bad taste. I just don't you know what I'm saying? Like why that equates to you being successful or you being a, a, a woman and it's sad but to roll into the bad chick of the week it's more of a um it's beyonce of course but it's her song school in life i don't know if y'all remember this and it says this is for them 30 somethings that didn't turn out exactly how your mom and dad wanted you to be this leads us into our topic 
do you think we talking about people and we talking about a comedian and stuff like that do you think the pressure the pressure of being 30 something and not being married or not having children is just a societal pressure or could it also be family pressure I think it's both. I mean, I'm glad that you mentioned Beyonce because I do want to say she, like Pam, did they thing and still had a husband, a family. You know, Beyonce announced her pregnancy while performing. You know, and I feel like society, society does play a role into it because you see women like that that have done it and can do it all. And then other people are like, well, why ain't you doing it? Like, why, why, you know, why you ain't having kids? Why you not doing this? Look how happy they are. And it's like, yes, but that's their path. You know, that's, that's not my path. That's not, that's not what I want to do. When I, um, before I had kids, I did go to therapy because I'm like, I want to have kids. I want to be married, but I don't feel like it's going to happen for me because of, because of the life mm-hmm. path that I'm going on, you know? And it wasn't, it was a, it was a pressure for myself because it was like, I wanted it, but I just didn't see Mm -hmm. it, you know? And I feel like my family, like my family, most of the, most of my cousins under me have kids and they like thought my life was so cool. And if they didn't, (laughs) I'm going to say they did because (laughs) a couple of them told me, but so that's all y'all. But, um, and then, like, my, my cousin, like, right up under me, he had kids, like, a little, like, our kids mm-hmm. are kind of around the same age. And then, um, but, like, all my cousins over me, like, five, like, my youngest cousin above me is five years. So it's, like, five, and then another set that's, like, nine. None of us had kids. Maybe, like, one, she had three, but she was married early, you know, so that's different. But it's, like, all of us don't. Like, out of that group, I'm still the only one that has kids. So it was, like, we all live, we travel. One of my cousins, he's like a personal trainer, a teacher, and he lives in Chicago. Like he just, he just living. Like nobody has, not time, but it was like my family just, we weren't, we weren't like that. And we're kind of old fashioned. So like, if you're not married, we don't expect you to have a kid. And it's like the younger cousins who weren't married, who had kids, we looking like, yeah. fuck are y'all doing? Like, See- I co- okay, so first I so, wanted yeah. to mention that I believe that Beyonce was, I was looking it up while you were talking. I was listening though. Um, Beyonce was like 29 or 30 when she had Blue <laughs> Ivy. Let me put that out there for you motherfuckers. 29 or 30 when she had her baby. So she was out here late. But anyway, um, yes, my life is a bit different. And I guess because to me, I feel like your family kind of sets the foundation. And when your family sets the foundation, it determines mm-hmm. how you see societal pressure. And everybody, I would say, majority of people in my family had kids at a very young age and definitely well before 30. And this is on my mom's side, not my dad's side, because um, my cousin, who I'm very close to, she was married and she was older when she had her kids and she's pregnant now with her second baby and she's a little bit older. She's in her 30s. She's not over 35, but she's in her 30s. And it's different for us. So... With my parents, my mom is kind because all my brothers have kids and my mom was sort of like the be free. And I think she was that way just based off of the age that she was when she had her kids. She started popping out little babies uh, when she was 18 years old and didn't stop until she was 23. So (laughs) by the age of 25, she had four kids. 
And I think that made, um, that altered her view on having kids at an early age. So I was never pressured by her to have any kids. And even when people asked her if I would have any kids, she kind of shut that shit down real quick. Like if she want to do it, she'll do it. If she don't want to do it, she don't like, it's enough fucking kids to go around right now. (laughs) She don't have to have any. And I think that she respects my privacy and my freedom, which I've always been this way, even growing up as a child to where she doesn't even ask me anything about it. But I think as far as society goes, and I would, I would use her friends and the people around her as society it baffles them like in, in a sense, because they constantly act, they won't ask me because who knows what the fuck she even said to them, but it baffles them that I don't have kids at an early age, especially when some of them are, or were young grandmothers and having to help their kids take their kids, take care of their grandchild. And they still say the same things to me about it. And Shay's just like, go away. Like beat it. <laughs> beat it. She don't want them motherfucking kids. She don't want them motherfucking kids. But I see, like, I think people project their reality on other people. And when you're not doing whatever mm-hmm. they do and they think that you're doing it wrong instead of just doing it your motherfucking way. And the only time you're doing something wrong in life is when you're hurting somebody. And if you ain't hurting nobody, who gives a fuck what you do? So, um, right. but even with society from her and, and from my family aspect, it's funny because I think society now, to some people, is social media. And I feel like social media yep. turns and pushes you to the comparison game to where you feel like your life should be one way, that you should be married or you should have kids by this age or you should have these great pictures of you holding a baby with your husband on there not knowing what the fuck that woman is going through. But however, the pictures look good enough Bruh. to where social media is able to allow people to play their comparison game on their life and think that they too far ahead or they not far enough when it comes to being married and having kids at 30. Yeah, because I, I will say that social media, people will see the good, and they're only posting. You think these people posting they bad? Hell no. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds yeah. good. <laughs> right. Hell no. They posting their happy moments. They posting the family pictures. They not telling you. First of all, I took pictures with this little kid. <laughs> okay? Taking pictures with a kid is not fun. All right? It's not cute. They they look cute on the picture, but RJ, our first pictures, he threw up <laughs> three times. I had to pack hella clothes because he had he's he was a spitty baby, like he spit up all the time. So I already knew, like, and my mom was like, he needs pictures. No, nah, he don't. That's the reason I don't have kids. I do not like bodily fluids on me. So I don't know if I could love any person that oh, much man. to spit up or shit on me or piss on me. It's a no. It's a no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, RJ, um, constantly, he wipes his boogers on me. Like, if he sneezes and it gets on him, he puts it, he doesn't like, he doesn't like bodily fluids. So when I, when he sneezes and it's on his face, he's like, wipe. I sneezed. <laughs> like, he, and I wipe his nose. And then if he touches it, he wipes it on me because that's what you're supposed to do. But, um, yeah, like, that that you only see the good part of this you don't see the headaches and all the stuff that goes into it and I just feel like people if they knew like all the rough work that goes into being like even when we were engaged and just being a, a homemaker or being in control 
of a household that oh my god yeah. it was so much that's like, what and i, I worked explaining people like you my know behind not having kids and not having a family or being married i think people underestimate the hard work and the responsibility uh, as, as a society and I, I didn't look at anybody else i didn't look at social media nothing like that i just told y'all my mom had four kids by the age of 23 so she raised us right so by the time that I was 20, which was somewhat of an adult, kind of being able to take care of myself, my brother had my first niece. So if I'm 20, he's 22. So he's not that responsible or he's somewhat responsible. So now my mom has to step in and kind of oversee my brother trying to raise his child because he can't really mm-hmm. do it by himself. He don't have the money, all of the money to do it or even the resources to do it. So now she comes into play and she had to help out with them. So when she was born, not to mention a plethora of kids came behind that. Granted, she's probably four years apart from the next one that came from her. But even after that, I think Annie is nine. So three years yeah, after that, we went into an yeah. explosion of how many kids to where we right now have about four or five, six-year-olds who are all at the same age. What you don't get is my mom went from 18 to having her first child and being a mother to making sure your youngest your second to the youngest child got to 20 so even say at she had tony probably at 21 so from 21 you raise the child to 20 so you were 41 at 41 you become a grandmother so now you're not the direct parent but you overseeing her being uh overseeing this child when he have kids not to mention all of the kids that came after that so by the time that she's in her 50 something now we just had another baby that that came about and you still being a grandparent so to me she spent the span of her life from 18 all the way up to 50 something with raising kids. Not to mention she's one of the oldest in her family to where she also had to be responsible and look out for her younger siblings. If y'all right. can explain to me when she had time for herself to figure out who she is and who she strived to be, then let me know. I'm not saying she's wrong for what she did at all, but what mm-hmm. she did was have a time of her life. Her life explained in a bubble was her being responsible for other people and taking care of people. That's all she know. Period. And, and I can, you could call me selfish, but she had a lot of responsibility. She had a lot of shit that she had to do in order you to make You can call me sure. broke, but you won't call me mama. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's the thing. I have retirement set up. I have other things set up. Or I'm not rich by any far, but I know I got emergency fund. If shit get real, I'm good. But she had mm-hmm. to do a lot of things to where she had to do. She had to go to certain jobs to make sure we were okay. You were, I remember I told you she had a, um, a fucking midlife crisis. She wasn't midlife, but my mom was in HR for years. And she did that for years because it paid the bills and it took care of us. And she was able to buy homes and save monies. Granted, shade of shit. She's definitely the shit mm-hmm. across the board when it comes to human and beating the odds. But she had to be in HR for so many years to make sure she took care of us. Once we got to an age to where we was coasting and the house and shit was paid for, she looked up one day and was like, hey, I always wanted to be a teacher. Quits her job and becomes a fucking history teacher. And we looking at her like, we never knew that. Like, you always wanted. And it was like her time of her taking. I remember we were scared because it was like, damn, she's going to go make a teacher money. She's not going to really have no money. But we was all a working age and it really didn't bother us. But it was like her time. You worry about your mom. Yeah, she took that one thing for herself because that's something that she wanted to do always since she was a kid. I heard so much about, like, she didn't get to go to the Air Force because she got pregnant with Brandon. She was never able to take the group trips because she had to take care of kids. She always had so many sacrifices. 
not many times mm-hmm. to where it was just like, oh, I, I did this because I wanted to do it. And I looked at her life and it was like the selfish part of me came out and was, and it's not even selfish. The real part of me came out and was like, I want to live a life about me. Yeah. Hell yeah. At least give me 30 some years about me and then I can have a child. And I don't feel like that's fair for people to look at you and be like, you should give up yourself and become a wife or you should give up yourself and become a parent. No, I watched her do it. Granted, she don't regret any of it. Right. She probably (laughs) don't regret any of it, but it's a no for me. Yeah, and you shouldn't make me feel bad because that's not what I want to do. Yeah, and that's what people try to do. And it's like part of me feel like motherfuckers want to suck you into their misery, low key, because you yeah. just sat here and you, you didn't let this nigga give you a baby, according to these motherfuckers. He didn't get you a baby, and now he done ran off, and you in a single mom's club trying to figure it out, and now you want me just to be as miserable or fucked up as you are. No, I'm good. I'm good. What I tell you bless, every day. Bless your fucking heart. Bro. I'm, I'm sorry it happened to you, but don't pull me into your bullshit. <laughs> What do I tell you every day? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck this kid shit. (laughs) (laughs) Bruh, like, and I be sitting up. I'm the same person that watches this kid sleep. (laughs) Like, I am in love with my kid. Mm -hmm. Like, I love, like, I mean, (laughs) I be so excited. Like, I go see him. He be like, mommy. And he go get his little stuff at the school and be like, bye. Like, I be trying to talk to them about his day. And he'd be like, I've been here all day. I'm ready to go. Like, I've been waiting for you at the dough. Like, I'm I'm, I'm tired of being here. So, we just, we be in love and I love him. But I'll say fuck them kids in a minute. Yeah. Because I love him. Anybody else might come along. I don't know about him. Like, yeah. you know. It, it took us a minute to get to that point where I fucked with him like that. <laughs> we ain't always been like this, y'all. <laughs> right. <laughs> we ain't always. He wasn't sure about me, and I wasn't sure about him. But we made. And it, I'm happy you, know? you even honest about that because the people who just be like, "I was free and I had this kid, and I just fell oh so in love, and I'm so happy," and it's like, "Nigga, yeah. no, the fuck you didn't." Like. I get is and it's some people that's nurturing that can do that. But at the same time, you mm-hmm. telling me you gonna f- you gonna fluff this shit up to where you be like you don't miss nothing about your old life. Like you're not even being honest. And I hate that about parenting and about people to where you can't even be honest and be like this shit is different than what I thought it was. Everybody want to post yeah. these pictures and be like I'm such a fucking proud parent. It's hard. You just sat here and lived your yeah. life about being able to just take care of you and now you got to figure out how to feed yourself and feed this person. Not to mention somebody else got to watch this person. So you go, you basically going to work to pay somebody else to watch this kid. But y'all sitting there posting these great ass Facebook pictures looking at other bitches like, why you don't have no kids? Bitch, because some days I don't want to eat. But I think, you know, I think my circle of mom friends and all the people that I know that have had kids, I think they've been really real like about this shit. Like, I think this are the new generations of millennial moms. We're being very honest about what we're going through because we get it. Like, and we all kind of waited a minute, even, even the ones that didn't wait immediately, you know, we still keeping it real. Like, Hey, no, this ain't this for the, this ain't for the faint at heart. And I know for me, like my mom, she had me young and that played a big part. My mom had me young and then she had um, my sister like nine years later and our life kind of changed. Like my mom went through 
what I'm probably thinking now is postpartum depression. She never admitted to it. <laughs> but I felt like that's what it was. And so she, um, you know, it was just, it was just really weird to, our lives drastically changed. And uh, she, you know, she always encouraged me to like do things and always, you know, be around. Like my stepdad was around, you know, but he struggled with different things and trying to find a job and, you know, all like, but he was here. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I saw that relationship, but even though they were together, it wasn't like grand, you know, like, like it wasn't like, Oh, they, you know, everything's all good and gravy and stuff. And so it, it was just one of those things where it's like, even, even though you have a kid and you're married or with somebody else, that don't matter. You know what I mean? Like you still, you still are a parent at the end of the day. And my, I saw my mom work a lot. She always worked. And even now, like with me taking care of my son, even though my previous relationship didn't work out, I still was like, I want to supplement that income because I don't want him to ever not be able to do things because I don't have it no you know and I was blessed to have a career where if my job if my son gets sick too much and my job's like you know what we sick of you and your son shit you're done I can pick up and go somewhere else and do the same thing Mm -hmm. you know and and probably make more money so they better watch out but no I you know I just I I think about and it's funny that Shatara's mom did HR because that's how I feel like I'm doing I feel like I'm in a position where I love I love what I do but I also do the work that I need to do because I know like this is this is something that I could always do. And I I'm glad that I'm not in radio anymore. Like I, I love I love that career, but that was not a career for me being a mom right now. And I know plenty of moms that do it, but for me in the type of way that I want I have to parent in my situation, I couldn't do that shit. So that is like we said before, it's all about a lifeline too. Mm-hmm. Because had I stayed in radio, I might not have been a parent. And it, but I like that you said the type of parent that you wanted to be. Because I hate the cookie mm-hmm. cutter parent situation. And it's it's funny because people always ask me, "Are you waiting to be married? Are you waiting to be married?" And it's like, no, I'm waiting for a commitment from a person that I'm I'm possibly with or whatever the hell that we got going on. That one, if this shit goes south. In any way, Mm -hmm. the commitment I want you to make to me is that we are going to raise this child together. We're going to get past the fuck shit of me moving on. We're going to get past the fuck shit of you moving on. We're going to put our money together and figure it out. We understand how this shit works. And not to mention, I ain't going to even lie to y'all. I need a motherfucking break. I'm not raising no kid 24-7 by myself. Bitch, you get your month. I got mine. You get your weekends, your weeks. Whatever the case may be, I want a full commitment that the guy is in it to raise the child just as much as I am. And I feel like that's not (laughs) talked about all the time in relationship because even in... One thing I learned from my cousin, and she married, that motherfucker (laughs) keeps saying it still. Men don't help. Me and she always said, I remember when Jill was going through her shit and I was telling her, like, I don't know what to say to Jill because I'm not a parent. What should I say? Because my cousin's also a shrink. What should I say? How do I be sympathetic Mm -hmm. to a situation I know nothing about? And my cousin thought I was like, let me tell you something. You need to be honest with her. Men don't help. They don't. And then like that type of help they do. Like what? And I'm get close, y'all. Because I'm finna tell y'all something my business. And I'll be telling y'all shit. (laughs) Okay. So 
Um, and this, for the record, this is the most business of ours that you will hear. We're not really social media business tellers. So if you want to hear anything about us, scoop, come to the podcast. Exactly. Come to the podcast. So I'm very particular. And a lot of times when RJ's dad would try to help, <laughs> I'd be like, I don't like that. Like, I And I had to like stop that because he, I breastfed. So me and the baby ate, you know, he ate on me. Like, you know, it's, it was like we spent a great deal of time with each other and it was very little room for his dad to help. But it put a wedge in between things because I had to let go. Like that mama bear shit comes in real quick. And if somebody's not doing something right or if it looks like you're hurting him or, you know, I had to chill. But it was like at the point it was like, okay, nigga, you chilling too much? Like, uh step up and help you know and that's one thing that they tell new new parents like this is a joint yeah. effort you know y'all have to figure it out f- yeah. with each other because y'all gonna you know y'all it's gonna be times where it's gonna be hard and the re- relationships dissolve for different reasons it's not always just the parenting part it's other things but I do feel like when you're a new mom and this, I have a friend now who is um, pregnant. Come on, baby Jade. Cause you were in my Please friend. Please stop low. saying their names. But, <laughs> oh no, no, no. That's, that's is the baby's she okay? name. She might so have her baby name, bro. Hey, we don't even know who <laughs> baby it is. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, she's wearing my friend low, but I just tell her like, Hey, look, y'all, you know, you have to, um, you, it's, it's gotta be a team effort and you gotta find things for him to do. Cause like, like, like your cousin said, you know, see, they, they don't help. And they, and sometimes they see, don't know I how, hear like what my cousin was saying, but at the same time, I've seen different, I've seen different with all of my brothers. Like I've seen my brothers, you've seen my brothers help at times to where you just like, well, that's the thing. Okay. You know, like, you look at not, okay. All right. That's not your, I'm not saying your brothers are different, but it's like, they they help in the way that they can help. And I think some men don't know. Like, I, that's why I keep saying some men don't know how to help. Like, you have to tell people, even, and that's in life, you have to tell people how they could be of service to you. And I think some women take my approach and just be like, I'm going to just do it myself. I'm going to just do it. And that's not that's not helping you. You know, you see a lot of people stressed out and depressed because they don't ask for help. You know, and you're, you've been in jobs where you've had to direct people and tell them what to do. I, that's what, I that's what you gotta do. Just because of the simple fact that we, one brother in particular, we know is basically like love them and leave them alone. So he was just kind of like sprinkling babies across the St. Louis area. If you got a baby from him, I don't know what brother that is. That's I don't know what's on his fucking is. side. Please. Mm. Yeah, right. But um, even then, he still had. His times to where, especially his first baby, he would pick her up by herself. It was, <laughs> I think she was two weeks old when we, when he first got her. Like she, his baby didn't give a fuck. So it's like he had her on his own this- to the point to where getting up in the middle of the night, changing diapers, making the breast, like, even though it's not your way that you would do it. If the baby is safe and not harmed, people have to learn their method. 
even to the point to giving her medicine, changing her, giving her a bath. Like he did that shit on his own just for the simple fact that Shay was like, you got, you made a baby. You have to figure this shit out. I've sat there and watched him. I've seen the oldest with his kids and he has younger kids and I've seen him by himself with all of them. You know what I'm saying? Like I've seen other men cop out and kind of be like, well, I can't go by myself or I can't. No, I've literally seen my youngest brother with his kids. I've seen literally seen him have his kids weeks by himself to the point to where I'm looking at like, where the fuck is the mom at? Like some of these bitches I didn't looked at like, where is your, like, do your mama care? You done left your kid this, right? You done left your kid with him this long? Period. So it's just like, I don't believe that men don't help. I believe that if you give them opportunity to not help out or if you meticulous, you can discourage them by being meticulous about the way that you are, the way you want your child handled. Yeah, that can discourage them. But I, me personally, I'm throwing your ass in the ring. You not, not helping me. You gonna get, call your, I don't even fuck with that. Call your mama or talk to your new bitch. You, you got it. Yeah, but like you said, that's you you have to you have to throw them in the fire. Like you have to tell them like, "Hey, cuz they just like we and that's why they call it maternal instinct. Some people have that, some people some women do, some women don't. But you have to throw that. And I really feel like some men have a paternal instinct. It's I and I I feel that way only because I feel like some men, like you said, jump in and be really and be great at it. And they just like, hey, I just want to, you know, I just want to get in where I fit in. But, um, yeah, no, I, I also think um, one other thing about that whole idea, we were raised in the Midwest. And one thing that I've learned about being here as opposed to other places in the world, we really, people in the Midwest be having yeah. kids, baby. Like, that's one thing that we do. And other places just don't care about that. Like they just don't. This is not yeah. a focus. You that. remember when we were in New York and we was all hanging out, and it was like one of their people had a baby, and it was like a shocker that he had this child at this age. And I think this guy, we were like twenty mm-hmm. something. Let me think. I'm trying to count the years back of how mm-hmm. old we were. It was before thirty. I don't think it was before thirty twenty five. But no, we went to New York City for twenty five, didn't we? For my 25th birthday. So then it might have mm-hmm. been like 23. But we were yeah. there with like, this guy was a little bit older and his friends. And it was like a, oh, he had a kid at this age and we yeah. all have to help out because he had, because none of the rest of them had any kids. None of them. It was one of them that was in the military that had yeah. a kid. But the rest of them were like late 20s. And it was just like a shocker to have kids. Yeah. And it, it was like, we looking like, Bitches have kids every day, B. Like, what are you talking about? According right. to us. Or even being in Texas, and I've been around so many women who are in their 30s with no kids, and it's not even a question. You know, it's a question of whether or not they want them motherfuckers, but it ain't even a question of your yeah. womanhood or who you are as a person if you don't have any kids. But it's like, I have this conversation repeatedly, repeatedly when I'm at home. <laughs> and it's just like, that's the only yeah. time I get asked these questions. I've been... In California, nobody gave a fuck because they're like, shit, we too poor to have kids. The same thing in New York, the same thing in Philadelphia, the same thing in Jersey, same thing in Texas, same thing in fucking Florida. And it's like, I have friends that don't have any kids who are married, who are over 30, who are successful, who are single and don't have kids and not even fucking thinking about it to where they, they ask a question to the motherfucking group like, you think this shit's a good idea to have a kid? (laughs) It's a whole debate for us while we on vacation because it's not a thing. But it seems like in St. Louis, 
you graduate high school, you pick a person that you like, and next you should be having kids. And if you don't, you are less than. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, I'm good. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm definitely okay with it. Like, and then like once you have a kid, they're like, you want more? Nigga, can I can I try to find somebody else that might like, there, like so you want me to like, be you want me to be poor like, poor did i like enough <laughs> what you right fuck that well let's get into the class and session um it is a quote from the wonderful yeah. goat oprah she says we live in a youth obsessed culture that is constantly trying to tell us that if you are not young and not glowing and not hot that we don't matter i refuse to let a system or a culture, or a distorted view of reality, tell me that I don't matter. I know that only by owning who and what you are can you start to step into the fullness of life. Every year should be teaching us all something valuable. Whether you get a lesson is really up to you. From the greatest motherfucking Oprah. Drop the motherfucking mic. Mm. <laughs> Damn, I thought that fucking her horn was gone. Yeah, she went like 50-something minutes without doing it. I literally was like, thank God she forgot about this fucking air horn. Anyway, um, next up is our question of the week. If you have any questions, make sure you hit us up at axabadchickmisfit at gmail.com. You can DM us on our Instagram at badchickmisfitthepodcast and also tweet us at badchickmisfit if you have any questions that you would like us to answer on the show. Question of the week. Um, yeah. comes out of St. Louis. I'm sure she doesn't want me to say her name, but she wants to know, should you lower your standards in order to be in a relationship with someone? No, that's never, uh, that's never okay. And the only reason, I mean, I said that really fast, but. Cause I had a question. I was like, what's, but go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> well, when I feel like if you lower your, whenever you lower yourself, to deal with anybody and that's friendships relationships working you know work standards it's it never turns out good because you you always have that second you always second guess yourself when you do that or I, at least I feel like I always have what was your question okay so I'm when intrigued. you say should you lower your standards my standards is like what do you mean do you mean standards of how much they should make do you think standards of how they should physically look like that's my question when it comes to standards, because a standard could be like my type. For example, when you look at what I, I like, I like them tall, I like them chocolate with a beard. Right. So that's my standards. However, do you think I'm a pass up on a nigga that's five, nine, um, not out okay look i can't do a lot of weight because i just really don't want your stomach on me i'm sorry nothing to the big guys but it's enough for me but um shorter and light skin for example am i gonna be like no he ain't the one no so is it a physical standard is it a financial standard what is it however what is the thing what about preference that sounds like preference you prefer a guy that's tall dark skin with a beard is that what you said is that is that what she said what is guys you irks my fucking nerves. Eyebrow wiggle. So um, if y'all DM me again, cause I had a fucking tall light skinned dude with some golds message me. It was like, hey, I don't even know how you found a podcast, but it was like, hey, y'all be lit on that podcast. I was like, thank you. He was like, you find this motherfucker too. And I was like, all right. Um, 
okay old school d whatever his name i have to find his name but it was just like it's a no thanks for listening to the podcast thanks for playing keep it moving um she really wants you big d i do not I, it was just a lot going on i was like so you have golds on all of your teeth but anyway when you think about standards um i i feel like that's a like your i feel like standards are like your morals your values like you want somebody because what you said was physical stuff but your standards i know you're not lowering them because That'll be you're compromising yourself. Okay, so you don't have to be you don't have to look it up to just make sure I'm answering the question. So the definition of standard yeah. is a level of quality or attainment. So the synonyms quality, level, grade, degree, worth, caliber, merit, excellence. The second part is um, an idea or thing used to measure, norm, or model in comparison evaluations, um, used or accepted as normal or average. This year, um, adjective version of it, normal. Usual, typical, stock, common, ordinary, or customary. Okay. That didn't really help. <laughs> um, okay. So if we go based off of, because I feel like standard could just, when it comes to standardizing a person or your views, that is a preference. It's what you're looking for. Because when you think about your morals, that's what you your morals what you prefer your morals and my morals aren't the same so i think when you think to no when it comes to standard of people no because i would think you would want a person that's you like church and you would possibly like a god-fearing church person where i'm on more of a i was gonna say something so horrible like i mean it's cool no (laughs) when i'm more of like you're right you're right you know like a spiritual questionable you know person so it just depends so i would say your personal standards really of morals, I think you should not lower your standards because mm-hmm. when you lower your standards, you leave room for disagreement and fights, basically. Like, you you leave room for error, basically. What I do think is you should be open. And when I say open, because I believe in relationships, change is the only thing that's constant. So your standards for one way when you are 25 could possibly be different when you're 30. And the reason I brought up the physical Mm -hmm. is because we get old, shit starts to sag, and sometimes motherfuckers get a little fat. So if you're basing off the physical aspect, I think you should try again and definitely don't worry about that shit. But if you worry about mental, I think you should definitely want somebody to be on the same page as morals with you. And values mm-hmm. with you. However, you should also keep an open view, an idea, because you understand that people change. Different experiences with people change. Um, because what we don't think about in relationships is a person is going to be different after their parent passes away. Yeah, A person is different after they're burying a, a friend. You got to get that shit changes people. What I think in relationships that you should understand is that change is constant and you have to roll with the punches. So lowering your standards, should you date a killer? No, absolutely fucking not. Mm -mm. But also be open dating a person who's willing to evolve. I don't think you should date a person who's stuck, stubborn, and stagnant. Or just, and they don't realize that 
they're stuck and in, in, in stagnant, you know, because that's a that's a big fear of mine is somebody that is complacent and a person that's because I like I like stability. That's just my my makeup. Like I like stability. Um, But I never want to be with somebody that I like. I like to change, though. I'm, I feel like people forever evolve and I don't like people that are just like, yep, this is what I've been doing my whole life and this is what to do and this is just what I'm going to do. Do change it up a bit. You know, I'm not saying, you know, you have to do anything drastic, but just be, you know, be, be willing to change. And like you said, people like, you never know, like we're getting to that age where parents are passing, you know, I, I've had so many deaths in my family in the past year where I'm kind of, you know, I'm starting to think about things and it's like, death happens and that I think that's a really big thing because people deal with grief differently yeah and you if you're gonna be with somebody and and I think during that that dating stage that's why it's so important to date and court because during that stage you can kind of see what are the deal breakers and that's why it's kind of encouraged to do I I encourage people to do it for a long time and that's kind of why guys be sick of me because I'm like I I want to I want to get to know you for a long time I've been in situations where things happened entirely too fast and I I saw how that you know I saw that you wake up next to a person that you don't know Mm -hmm. and so that's why it's very important to comb through your standards because I like like you said the physical shit that that goes away but it's like you have to comb through and get to know people so I don't think to answer the question, don't lower your standards, but have realistic standards. Because I yes. think what people yes. don't get is, like a standard for me is being a communicator and mm-hmm. a, a person who can comprehend. So communication. An effective communicator. Yeah. Too. Communication, comprehension, and um, understanding are all three parts of my standards. Because I feel like in relationships, people talk at each other. And I feel like when you talk at each other, you might be saying the same fucking thing or you might be one degrees off. But just because you want to be the loudest person in the room and you just want a person to agree with you, you're not able to effectively communicate. So those are three things that I'm into. If I can get that in a person who's 5'9 and light-skinned with no beard, we're good. Like, we're Gucci. You know, like, I'm not going to look at this man and be like, no, I can't date him because he's not over six foot with a beard and dark skin. No, because fuck that. I haven't, evidently, I ain't found it for those niggas that's my type anyway. So I need to go based off of the standards. Sound like the nigga with the goals was a one, but. No, he was tall. So nope. No, no, no. Then I also feel like when you base your standards on something that can change so easily, you kind of go straight to. So like I said, people get fat. So it's hard Mm -hmm. to do a physical. But also when you think about money. I think that people need to understand that it's more effective to date. I think it's more effective to date a nigga that's a hustler as compared to a nigga that just makes a lot of money. Because here's the thing. And we don't mean hustler like legal, illegal, corner no, 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 boy. No, 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 definitely not that. Like, but a hustler as in he can go, he will sacrifice and go get another job. Because let me give you. He know how to go and get the bag, don't he? And that person. All right, city girls. Um... <laughs> The thing is, I make my own money. I've been doing a very good job of taking care of myself for many years. I want to know that the partner that I get 
if shit goes wrong, I decide that maybe if I decide to have a baby with him or I have whatever else I got going on, I need to know that if I need to turn it all over to you, that you got me. So that's a standard mm-hmm. for me. I need to know that that nigga can go get it. Whether it's getting a second job, whether it's cutting grass, whether it's fixing car, whatever the fuck you got to do, you can take care of us and make sure we're good. Instead of looking at the dude who's say an investment banker and he got a good degree and he got a job. Well, the stock market crash and now he don't have no money. Then what? Then what are we doing? So now while he crying in the back, bills are still piling up. That's not the type yeah. of guy that I want. And that's not the type of guy. I feel like he can't go with the flow of change is what life going to throw you. Because you're not going to always mm-hmm. have money. You're not always going to be good. Motherfuckers going to die. People going to get fat. Shit going to happen. I just want people with those stabling qualities to where I will be good. So have real, I would say don't lower your standards, but have realistic standards. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. <laughs> Anything else on that? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I feel like that's don't, don't do it on any level. I mean, cause even if you, you know, want to see somebody, uh, if you just want to be, you know, attracted to somebody, you're not going to be attracted to the person, even if it's just to smash your past. Yeah. Cause if he a tall, no. dark skinned nigga with a beard and ain't got a job or can't effectively communicate, I'm already turned off. So it's a no for me anyway. Cause he ain't. It's like nigga, bye. That bullshit. I'm gonna say this. Y'all know how she was talking about how she loved Drake. What Drake looked oh like? Oh my god. Shoot your shot. Oh, anyway, thanks for listening. You're an asshole. Yeah. Make sure you email us your questions at askabadchickmisfit at gmail.com. Um, make sure you rate, like, and subscribe to Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and we have a YouTube page coming. Follow us on IG at Misfit the podcast, and follow us on Twitter at Misfit. I am Shatar Shade. I am Jill LaVille. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.